watching and listening to Tags Live, aka Talk About Gay Sex, the live edition. This is episode 409, the OG Sex Positive podcast. I'm your host, Stevie, alongside Cody Maurice Doggett, wearing a butch t-shirt. How you doing, Cody? Woof. Hello, darling. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. You know, Butch is a state of mind. Um, so, yeah, I'm here and having a great time. How are you, babes? Fabulous. Fabulous on this hump day. We are live on the vocal platform in front of a live virtual audience. So all night long, we want you guys to weigh in and we will respond to topics or your questions, so on and so forth. We want to thank you. We are here every Wednesday night. This show gets repackaged, of course, on Thursday. We are the OG Sex Positive podcast on LGBT sexuality. So if you like us, go ahead and like us and give us a good review on Apple Podcasts. It will only spread the word on the good work that we are doing. And we thank you for that. Okay. Well, I didn't realize this, Cody, but uh-huh. it October is LGBT History Month. So happy LGBT History Month. Very... important right now at this time i think because we're going to talk about some other stories we all know what's going on in the country about restricting books that have to do with our lgbt awareness in schools and i couldn't think of a better time i didn't get much lgbt history at all growing Mm -hmm. up and so what a great time to celebrate and you know if you go on to the website lgbthistorymonth.com i'll post this on tagspodcast.com you'll get a introspective on who they're celebrating this particular year one of the people they had on there that caught my attention uh that i want to shout out to is mm-hmm. none other than actress comedian and singer leah delaria oh, she's one I of my her. favorite people of all time you know she's You might all know her from Orange is the New Black, but she is an American comedian, actress, and jazz singer. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that in a second. But Delaria is credited with being the first openly gay comic to appear on American television with her 1993 appearance on the Arsenio Hall Show. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yes, which I love. (laughs) I haven't heard that name in a while. (laughs) I know. And she's just one of my favorite people. I've met her twice. One, Mm -hmm. she has a jazz club club in P-Town, Provincetown in Massachusetts. And I went there, and I'll never forget, I was scouting to find her club. And lo and behold, she was outside almost... not heckling, but pulling people in. What do you call that? When you try and get people to come into your restaurant or bar. Barking bar- or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And okay. I was like, oh, my God, it's Leah Delara. We ha- I told my friend we have to go up to her. And I said, I love you so much. She said, let me give you a tour of my club. She did. Yes. She helped me buy tickets. She got me primo seats. She is an amazing jazz singer. And she puts on the zoot suit. What? She's got the hair thing. We loved her so much that she was performing in San Francisco around New Year's Eve a few years ago. And I went with my mom and my sister. I said, you guys are going to love her. 
again, amazing. We met her afterwards. She signed an original San Francisco poster of her from the 80s when she first got her. She is legendary. She's badass. She's a self-professed dyke, as she likes to call herself, badass Girl, dyke. Hey, do it. I'm. She's one of my favorite people. So get to know Leah Delaria on this LGBT history month. You will not be, yeah, look for her and her performances. You will love her. Co, did you have anybody you want to shout out that caught your attention? Oh, yes. The lovely and wonderful Belle Hooks. She is an Mm. American author and social activist. And she's best known for her writings on race, feminism, and class. So I, the thing that stuck out to me on Bell Hooks is she describes herself as queer, which I really, really, uh, really, really love. And she, in her own words, it's not about who you're having sex with, but about being at odds with everything around it. So that really stood out to me and it really touched me. And I just love her work so much. So everybody go look out for Bell Hooks. She's an amazing author. Absolutely. I read her in college, actually, and just loved her. So thank you for calling her out. Great people to be looking up. Okay, well, you know, the other day we were surprised at on episode 408 with Jeremy Ross Lopez. We were talking about a show that's currently on Netflix called The Watcher, where we were surprised at the age of consent Mm-hmm. And the age of consent being 16 in New Jersey. And we were like, aghast. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> we were so shocked. <laughs> but lovely. Thank goodness for our listeners. And yes. a couple of people pointed out different things. Uh, who was this that pointed it out? Sinfully Good. Who we actually oh. shout out to Sinfully Good. We are... Want him to come on the show soon. Yes, actually. Hey, yeah, on. we have a whole new repertoire coming out in 2023. Slightly reworked show, but mm-hmm. we're excited about it. And we want him to come on the show. He said there's only 12 states where the age of consent is 18. So we're actually in the minority, which is crazy that the age of... He gave me the whole list of age of consent there's a lot of them do we have legal in our ear right now what's going on we do (laughs) and i believe somebody else told me that one of our listeners maryland is another place that the age of consent is 16 that somebody wrote into yes the age of consent in maryland is also 16 according uh, thank you dj for writing in dave w maryland is what he goes by dj Thank you so much. I didn't know all this. Me so. either. This I'm shocked. And I, I mean, shocked. It's good to know, but thank you. <laughs> so thank you guys. What does Daddy say? Daddy says it's 16 in, in Pennsylvania as well. Wow. Okay. So Crazy. I guess we're crazy. We're, we're yeah. not in the know when it comes. Well, to the was it 18 in California where I'm from? It's 18. I'm assuming here in New York, it's 18. Where are you originally from again, Cody? I always get like Virginia, New Jersey. So I don't many know. Places. That's the, the, were you a like, war baby? Like, are you like a military <laughs> baby? I'm Mil- a war baby. A military. Yes. <laughs> you're not that old. Military baby. <laughs> from 1942. 
I meant military. I know what you meant. It was, that's was just funny. Um, yeah. I was, <laughs> my mom just, was just nomadic in nature. So, yeah, we moved around a, a lot when I was younger. I liked it. When I was a kid, I used to tell people people that we were running from the mob or the cops <laughs> or whomever just to make up a story about why we moved so much. But that's none of that is true. We were not running from the mob. And, yeah, she just liked to move around. We just loved to have a new place to live in and a new experience and just experience the world. So my mom, I love her and I love our kids. Aren't kids amazing? We create, we are imaginations. If we could just go back to our imaginations. Okay. We lied a lot, but <laughs> besides that, I used to make up these crazy tales about where I was from because I being one of the only Brown Latinos mm-hmm. in my school, there was okay. Asians, but not and whites and then yes. like very few of like me and i created this whole thing i was from spain but we had this Ooh. and on, on and on and on this whole story that i had imagined in my head that wasn't really true i don't believe and i don't think so so <laughs> somebody says drink some more steve i know i started earlier i've been talking to my mom i'll get it together okay let's go oh, no, you're wonderful that was hilarious i know so funny I'm changing okay. my name to war baby okay let's go <laughs> we got to talk really quickly about some music news that relates to our lgbtq that i know so many of you are going to be excited about Rihanna is rumored to have two new songs in the Black Panther 2 soundtrack, which is really exciting. Wakanda. Rihanna is rumored to debut two brand new songs in the soundtrack of Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which is Mm -hmm. first reportedly by Hits Daily Double. This is exciting, Cody, because she's also going to be performing at the Super Bowl. And in a time when everybody thought that Rihanna was not going to produce any more music, she was done with it. She's all about Fenty. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Her fashion brand and she has plenty of money. Nope. She's doing it right. You you know, because it's not like before. Now you got to be clever about how you put out music. If you're a superstar like Rihanna, Mm -hmm. you have to... So... I think this is brilliant to have two songs in Black Panther 2, Wakanda, which you know is going to be reinterpreted on stage at the Super Bowl in some capacity to coincide January. Oh, okay. Yeah, Black Panther comes out in November. See, I know when Black Panther comes out, but I I do not know when the Super Bowl (laughs) is. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Because you're a war baby and you missed that in growing up. We that's okay. <laughs> so yeah. So the thing is, I predict a whole she's gonna do the hits in the Super Bowl performance. Uh-huh. We all know that. Maybe some SM if we're lucky. Of course, Umbrella. Umbrella's gonna be raining and it's gonna be Umbrella's galore and it's gonna be 3D. But with Wakanda, she can kind of immerse herself as one of kind of the characters which is going to be black empowerment it's going to be a whole thing it's going to be a whole vibe this is how superstars do things these days they you they culminate a myriad of 
pop culture and make it their own. You can't just have one thing and come out. It's not enough. As is the next bit of exciting news, who's also been on the Super Bowl stage. Janet Jackson is launching a world tour and the only news we got is launching it so it's gonna be probably in 2023 it's gonna be to her fans because she was supposed to have done a black diamond tour Mm pre-pandemic it was also supposed to be an album but she is stating that there will be brand new music in the new world tour she will be performing in london so it's Grand. And yes. lastly, it will culminate with the 25th anniversary of the Velvet Rope album. So I'm you're going to get a whole brand new perspective of the Velvet Rope. And it's got things like Got Till It's Gone, Together yep. Again, Deep. Um, deeper. That album was so amazing. Yeah, so we amazing. Go, go deep. Yeah. We go yeah. deep. Yes. Uh, it, that was That album came out when I was just coming into my own as uh, as a person when I was just coming into my like 18, 19 year old, I forget what year it was anyway, yeah. but it was amazing. It was just so sexually affirming for me and I, I really enjoyed everything. So I, I, that I cannot wait for this tour and you oh. know, Beyonce and Rihanna are both going on tour and it is going to be an amazing time for music coming up next year. I just am so excited. Rihanna's so. going on tour? Yeah, Beyonce and Rihanna and Taylor Swift, but I mean, and I mean, Janet. That's then. my girl. Okay. Yeah, so all four of them. So, but the, okay. the triumph for it. Yeah. I didn't know Rihanna was going on tour. That's she interesting. Is. She's going on okay. tour. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, moving on, we have got a lot to cover in a very short amount of time, but we will I do know, our right? best. You know, the Supreme Court is set to hear an LGBTQ plus rights case before the end of the year. We all know that Clarence Thomas has said he wants some of these cases for our LGBTQ rights to be litigated again. The U.S. Supreme Court has set a December 5th date to hear oral arguments in the case of a Colorado web designer who wants to refuse to create wedding websites for same-sex couples. Lori Smith, owner of 303 Creative, wants to expand her wedding business but says serving same-sex couples would violate her conservative Christian beliefs and her free speech rights. And she filed a suit in 2016 challenging Colorado's LGBTQ inclusive non-discrimination law. She lost at the federal district court and appeals court levels, but the Supreme Court agreed in February to hear her case. Now remember, this is my own editorializing here. Mm-hmm. We have a more conservative court these days. Yes. And this is what has been predicted that, you know, so It's kind of interesting to see that this is the court case that's going to go up. In the past, Cody, I would have definitely said, because it also, there's another Colorado case that's, uh, that won where a guy, a baker in same case, same state Mm -hmm. didn't want to make uh, a cake for a same sex couple. Oh, wow. And... They the he won the lawsuit in that one, and that was not at the the Supreme Court level, mm-hmm. but it won its case at the time when that first was going through, and many cases that were similar to this. I would have said 
listen, don't, why would you hire people that aren't, don't believe in what you're doing? In other words, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't hire a baker or a wedding planner or a web designer that doesn't believe in my LGBTQ status. It doesn't support you. That's how I stood on this matter before. But now that I see, because we're so divided these days in the States and because people that it's going, Clarence Thomas said what he said on relitigating things against our LGBTQ status, like the right to marriage. Mm-hmm. It's now getting too close for comfort for me. Yeah. And now, although it seems silly, like why wouldn't you just hire a different web designer? Now I want to see how this is going to go. Because I think you know, as a business owner, isn't it your right to just serve the people? Like, why would you, why do, why open a business if you're only going to rest on your laurels and say, what if we said, oh, well, we're going to open up a bakery like Lincoln, but we're only going to serve LGBTQ people and you have to show your gay card at the door. We're only going to serve to bottoms, or to tops, not to bottoms, because they can't be eating this anyway. Because you know what? (laughs) What if we were like that specific? Yeah, I agree with you. But first of all, nobody wants anything that I'm I'm baking any at any time. (laughs) I'm a pretty good damn baker. Are you really? When I'm eating sugar, yeah, not right now. But yeah, I'm a great baker. (laughs) Well, you can do the baking, and I will deny all of the bottoms the the ba- the baking goods in the front so okay we got it we got our business plan all written out all right okay. <laughs> so like you said we we knew that something like this was coming and this may be it like and again like you said this may seem like a small thing but for me it feels like the first pebble in an avalanche if we just let this pass by all of our rights are in jeopardy i Pretty soon, the powers of people will just be stripping everything away. And like you said, gay marriage will probably be next. And who knows what? If this person, and I kind of use that term loosely because if they really wanted to expand their business, what would it matter if that their clients were LGBTQIA? Uh, would she say this even to people of color? Would she say this to people with disabilities? It just starts a domino effect for being able to discriminate discriminate against people. And trials like this and this the decision like Roe v. Wade also highlight how important it is to get out there and make your voice heard. The midterms are around the corner. Please make sure you get out there and vote. So Yeah. I mean, and shouldn't business be business? Why are we... It's business. So, and why words, are you getting all up in my business? <laughs> and I granted, you're going to have to, you're going to know about this particular business, but wouldn't you, as a creative, so she's a web designer, cake maker, you're going to, you're, you have, you're a creative person. Yeah. But are, does that mean then, if, because she's a Christian, that if a Muslim person wants a particular cake, are you going to refuse them because you, it doesn't align with your Christian values? It, so I just think when you go into business like that, you can't separate what your beliefs... I mean, just no. It's just... You can't it's work. Exactly. Yeah, it's work. 
When you, yeah. when I was an actor, I t- accepted roles that were. I remember doing cigarette ads, and I was not as. But hey, it was a gig, and I needed That's the money, right. and I was. It was Malibu cigarettes, and I was on oh. a swing. With pushing, I didn't have the cigarette in my who hand. Sing, who swings and smokes? War babies, that's who. We did <laughs> this, Cody, this job for Malibu back in the day. I got two, they, we went up to Napa one time. We went, where else? We went, oh, they flew us to the Bahamas. And oh, we all girl, we were doing was laughing and con- but we didn't have to have the cigarettes in our hands. They, I didn't have mm-hmm. to, at least in okay. my contract. I didn't have to. The paycheck was buco bucks. Okay. So, so when you're up. just getting going, you can't. I mean, now I would have a problem doing a cigarette ad knowing Not me. I, could, call, I couldn't today. Call me Malibu cigarette. But, okay. <laughs> at, at that time, at 23, I took the job. It was a gig, and I you just you do what you got to do. So, That's right. Sorry. Um, I don't even know if they're making cigarette ads anymore. I mean, I would be surprised to wonder if they were. They got oh. that Joe Camel guy in there now. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Kevin Spacey, or are we skipping it? Um, uh, let's let's. Uh, we we got let's let's skip it because we yeah yes. yeah let's skip it okay recently there's a lot of lgbtq topics that are been rarely discussed in school a new study finds despite what some conservatives would claim the vast majority of american students are exposed to teaching about lgbtq plus issues in school not only is it the lack of representation uh, unhelpful but it's also harmful to our community and students additionally significant decrease in support for lgbtq plus students is evident and this is a brand new study that there's literally no education on like Mm -hmm. we're trying to celebrate lgbt history month across the country lgbtq plus students experience hostility bullying, victimization, and discrimination on a daily basis, the research found. And as a result, many avoid participating in school activities or skip school entirely. Nearly all LGBTQ plus students, 90% hear the word gay used negatively at school. Mm -hmm. In addition, a little more than 83% of LGBTQ plus students hear negative remarks, specifically about transgender people. And the survey found that most LGBTQ plus students who attended school in person, uh, in person, about 83% experienced harassment or assault due to personal characteristics during the 2021-2022 academic year. Those are incredible findings. There's more to yeah. it all posted on tagspodcast.com. You know, I didn't get any education growing up in school at all i'm <laughs> assuming you didn't either cody yeah neither did i i everything i i found out i i've learned over the years i've had to learn on my own basically so yeah yeah it just i think it just speaks to the the problem that why there is more homophobia going on in the country and if you don't have any education if you avoid it at all costs if you don't at least 
acknowledge things. This would be a great thing to acknowledge in school LGBT History Month and Mm. do things like The View does. Hone in on one historical person that did something great for the community like we mm-hmm. like we should be doing for Hispanic Heritage Month for Black History Month for yes. for all cultures really just gives people an awareness i the one thing i remember in school was learning about world religions in the 8th grade and that just opened my mind up in so many realms and then in college yeah. i really instead of taking english 1a and 1b which is what you normally take i took chicano studies 1a and Ooh. 1b and instead of we read books by chicano authors and it it sufficed for my english studies and i learned so much about my own culture and people and then in film class i learned about bell hooks like you talked about yes. earlier on, and she has a lot to say about film in African-American studies. And I started to delve into and curate my own, but it all sparked from that eighth grade class on world religion on want, just getting a little piece. And I think that's where travel does that too. Yeah. The minute you get on a plane and you go somewhere that is you is not like your culture is when you expand your mind. But that's, that's right. when you open your mind and the hatred and the the thoughts that you might have, oh, they're different, becomes enlightening to you and you yeah. want to learn more. And so I just think if we got more of that, we wouldn't have homophobia and the things that we're talking about. I could not agree with you more. The study goes to, on to prove that learning about LGBTQ people and hearing our stories not only allows us to feel less alone in the world, but it it humanizes us to people that are not like us. So that's that's an amazing thing. And other, mar- I feel like other mar- marginalized communities they have family members to look up to. Like if you were born into a black family. And you go to school and you you experience racism. You have somebody to look up to. If you're the only gay kid in your family, then you don't have that person, that older person to look up to and to get guidance from. It's really terrifying. And it just goes to show you that representation matters across the board. And it it yes, and it makes you feel less alone in the world. Yeah. Yes. And on that note, there's a new film. I will post the trailer on tagspodcast.com. It's an Argentinian film where men bear all in this exploration of the line between homoeroticism and homophobia. Okay. That is such an interesting comparison topic that I would love to dive into more. Yeah. Same here. Because the two can converge and this new film is called horseplay you want to be able to look out for it or essentially the agitators is los agitores is essentially Mm -hmm. the name of the film and it tells the story of a group of straight male friends who gather at a beautiful countryside villa to unwind over the christmas holiday though for anyone who spent any time around a large number of men know this gathering is anything but relaxing as they constantly rile one another in a constant game of homosocial one-upmanship 
I watched. Did you happen to watch the trailer for this? I watched Tony? the trailer. It was so good. Oh yeah, it you was, can it, just tell. Nerve wracking though. <laughs> it's better than the housewives. It's nerve because I don't uh, know about that. <laughs> it's kind of on a housewives level, but it then is. because of that male maleness happening yeah. it makes me nervous yeah exactly. you don't know what you know the women are maybe throwing a drink on somebody which i have that in me but the men are, are <laughs> oh gonna i've done it <laughs> hey, but hey, the, it is what it is <laughs> but the men are just take it to another level that's like fist fight and i don't yeah, know but i can do that yeah uh, it's scary, but Horseplay, new film, look out for it. I'll post the trailer on tagspodcast.com. Check it out. Okay, moving on. We have so much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to talk about a, a woman that... Do you want to talk about that one? Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. This is so hilarious to me. A Kentucky woman has been jailed after stabbing her cousin over borrowing a sex toy. And we believe it was a dildo. All right. A Kentucky woman who stabbed her male cousin during a dispute over a borrowed sex toy has been sentenced to 12 months behind bars. And this is according to court records. Crystal Denham, who's 34, was sentenced yesterday in circuit court in connection with last year's assault of Michael Barton, who police identified as Denham's cousin and neighbor in Corbin, a city 85 miles south of Lexington. Police were dispatched to Denham's home after she called 911 to report that she had stabbed Barton. When a cop arrived at the residence, Mrs. Denham was sweeping the porch according to a court citation. (laughs) (laughs) Just like you would normally do. (laughs) Denham seen about... Gotta get all this blood off the porch. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Denham had come to her home and they had gotten into an argument over a sex toy. So her and her cousin. Denham had borrowed the adult item and Barton wanted it back. The sex toy is not further described in court records, but the site that I got it from assumes that it's definitely a dildo, but could be a butt plug, a vibrator, or something kinkier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the dildo. Hey, I mean, and if it's anything worth fighting over, it's the D, trust me. <laughs> the reason why this story got my attention immediately was because I have a friend that his life is changing dramatically for the better in many ways. Uh-huh. I'm not even going to go into it, y'all. I just can't. But... He, because his life is changing, we met up over the weekend and he gave me in a plastic bag a a dildo, his sex toy. Okay. And I said, why? And we were going on a big hike and I was like, why are you handing me this right now? But it was like wrapped up. And he said, (laughs) he took it out the bag and waved it around. Look what I have for you. you First of all, it's huge. It's it's huge. (laughs) And I said, what do you, he said, I can't, I don't have any use for this anymore. I hope, but don't worry. It's disinfected, which is the key to, but he gave it to me. It's now in my ownership. It's sitting in my room over there. He asked me the (laughs) other day to you. 
he bequeathed it to you he like bequeathed. he was knighting it. <laughs> and I probably there was a ceremony on the hilltop <laughs> that we did. We were we had a whole Simba. everybody clapped and it was a beautiful moment. I love that. <laughs> Unlike this, where they borrowed. Now, why are people, Cody? First of I all, no would idea. you use somebody else's sex toy? Or I guess the question is, what's the question? Fill my question. The, the question. Take over, is, Cody, because I got to pour some I, wine. Would I borrow someone's sex toy? And no, is the answer. The only person that I would even consider sharing a sex toy with is is joe my boyfriend and he wants to well, use my course. flesh jacket he wants to use my flesh jacket and i'm like no i'll just get you your own but I, because there's been is so this many life story that joe wants to use your flesh jacket and you said no yes yes why I him, no. not I, i'll buy him his own i will get him his own because I, I, that is a very intimate toy for me that's that's well, very i think you've been in more intimate with joe than with your flesh jack that's debatable are you me? saying you have a more... <laughs> wow <laughs> i used to cut no i'm just joking i probably have been more more intimate with joe but still it's i that's it's for me i can get him his own he doesn't want to share his um What's that thing that they use the the rod that they use to clean out and it it's a shower attachment that they clean out with. He doesn't want to share that with me. Okay. So, I don't I I don't want I will buy him his own flesh jack. I was <laughs> going to tell you another I'll tell you another story at offline about what we did today. Oh, I'll tell you. us. Here we go. So, how intimate we are is I went to go get a, a colonic today. And he was actually in the room holding my hand while the water was going up inside of me. Have you ever had a colonic before? <laughs> no. What? Why did it's you get a very colonic? Interesting. Well, I, be, I, you know, just some tummy issues sometimes. Okay. And it's yeah. good to, I want to make sure I'm nice and cleaned out for Halloween because it says, they say to make sure that you're. Your stomach is nice and cleaned out. That's how you lose weight. I've been on like a soup diet. It's ridiculous. But he was actually in the room. He was like, can you imagine if anybody, can you think of anybody else being in this room with you at this time and have, while you're having this thing, this procedure done? Because I was having a procedure done today. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful <laughs> moment. He held my hand. He rubbed my arm hair. And it was just amazing. I love it. You're Fabulous. <laughs> what was the original topic? Toys. It yes. Toys. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, crazy that she shouldn't have been. I don't know why. First of all, sharing a toy with your family member is creepy in and of itself. I think they're more than cousins now. Go to the actually. dollar store. I bet at the dollar store now you can find cheap toys and even adult toys. But yeah, I don't know. Some Game of Thrones stuff right there. Yeah. Uh, that just is too creepy They're cousin for me. sisters now. They're cousin wives now. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, moving on, there is a recent Reddit thread that we had to talk about that really caught my attention. And it asked the question, has your taste in men changed as you've gotten older? Okay. 
So they wrote, has your sexuality changed as you've aged? I don't mean changing from gay to straight, but more what you find attractive. Are you attracted to the same sort of men in your 50s as you were attracted to in your 20s, for example? Have your tastes widened or become specific? My ass has. I'd be, <laughs> that's me adding that in. I'd be interested to hear Lighting about your, specific. yeah. <laughs> I really love this question. Yeah, and just too. to read you a couple of responses, let me read them. As I get older, the guys I'm into are older. When I was 19, I was into 19-year-olds. And now yeah. that I'm older, I'm still only into guys my own age. That's an interesting one, Cody, because yeah. when I was early, 20, 21, I befriended older guys. Mm-hmm. And I was always... I was always the young one, always. In gymnastics, when I started going out, I was always the younger one. And I was always tra- like drawing in older, not super old, 15, maybe 20 years older. And I liked that. That was kind of my thing. Yeah. I haven't reversed it so much. Although I have a new friend that I met in speed dating that you met mm-hmm. his name rod that i'm gonna we're hanging out tomorrow we're just friends oh, fair. but we love rod he's super sweet yeah he's, he's a sweet guy i think it's important to have different age group friends but yeah what are your thoughts on this and then i'll weigh in more on mine i think that when i was younger i definitely had <clears throat> a specific type of person age was the least of it like it was a very i wanted to date one type of person emo kid very very tortured and creative and all that and and now i'm dating him in real life now that i'm older but i have and now i have so my tastes are so varied i find so many different types of guys attractive i think that As you get older, like you were saying uh, and talking about earlier, as far as being exposed to different cultures, when I started to travel and do things and and live life, you you just find the beauty in so many different types of people. And I think that that has widened and made my taste in men vary. And I, I, you know, I, I just can see beauty in all types of people. And sexuality-wise, if we're just speaking sexually, I've talked recently about, for years, I always thought of myself as the bottom. I participated mm-hmm. as a bottom. I've gone to great depths to explore my BDSM. I went for the Mr. New York Eagle contest and really dived into the BDSM culture. In that time period, I had gotten into fisting but by actual guys that knew what they were doing and gotten fisted and really dived into that that all doesn't really make sense to me now as who Mm -hmm. i am as stevie is today and it's interesting how i'm going back to a name that we talked offline a minute ago and where did that name come from it was not to bore you all but just it was an earlier name that was used referred to me when I was much younger and it's now coming full circle. Now I would maybe explore the fisting thing, maybe, but it's something that I did and the BDSM culture is something that I 
if you knew me, you knew me, Cody, I was yeah. hyper into the leather scene. Yes. I am no longer into it. It doesn't mean that I can't pull up a leather vest of a harness at any point in time, but it's not who I am now. And yeah. in fact, I don't even go out as much as I used to anymore, but I'm actually exploring, as you've heard in previous episodes, being a top recently and doesn't mean i still don't want to be a bottom but that is dramatically shifting for me age and who i'm attracted to is all over the place it's Mm -hmm. young people it's people my age it's you know i would say my age and younger not older than me because Mm -hmm. i'm very youthful right now yeah and in my age I just feel very youthful and I tend to find people that are like older than me, not co-aligned with me, but that's just where I'm at. Yeah. It's just, I tend to be more aligned with a little bit on the skewing younger. Yeah. So what about you sexually, Cody? So I was thinking about it and I was listening while you were talking, but it, it really made me think about how I was previously, because I feel like I was more versatile when I was younger. And it, I think it, it varies. It doesn't vary as I age. It varies per, uh, depending upon my partner, because in one, my previous relationship with my other long-term boyfriend, I was primarily the bottom. And then after we broke up, I became strictly a versatile top. Okay. I was, a. <laughs> I was still a bottom. No, uh, uh, I was primarily a top and I have been primarily a top and I, I mostly look for bottoms, but there, there have been times when I have, have gotten that itch to bottom a little bit. So I think we just got a colonic. So (laughs) I think now more than ever, you're ready than ever before to re emerge and i told joe i was like you need to get up and eat this ass right now because <laughs> it's it's ready it's clean as a whistle right now that wasn't even my lips right there so <laughs> it's yeah. just interesting yeah how your sexuality can change throughout the time. You know, we've been talking a lot about porn on a recent episode on how you consume porn. And for a while there, I was consuming a lot. I don't, not consuming so much lately, but I'm referencing when I do jack off Mm -hmm. some of the last people that I had sex with, which is hearkening back to earlier days when... I used to fantasize about people that either I wanted to be with or I had been with. And it was that versus having only porn to get me off. And so it's just very cyclical. And when you do your own timeline of your own sexuality on how it's kind of interesting to kind of do a whole spectrum on where you are at throughout the years and then maybe look at it, take stock in it. And realize, is this where I like where I'm at right now? Maybe do we want to shift things? Or I have always been a chameleon and changed throughout. I mean, anybody in my life can testify that it's never the same. In in I'm always shifting. Yes, and I like that. That's one thing I love about myself. 
I agree. That's one thing I love about you too. Do you think that I had a question for you? Oh man, I lost it. Um, so I'm gonna go into Daddy's comment right now. So Daddy says, "I grew up in a small 1500 residence town that was very white, and being one of the only mixed race kids played a role in who I was attracted." It wasn't until uh, I went off to college that my taste changed when I met a more diverse group of people. And that's that's exactly wow. my experience. Yeah. Because when I was living in Kansas, that was who I was inundated by. And I all I could see were, were a bunch of corn-fed white guys. And they, and I mean, I that was my bread and butter back in the day. But then as I became... When I moved to Virginia, I got exposed to more people of color, and it just broadened my horizons, we should say. Many of us people, POCs, mm -hmm. can uh, testify to what you just said, Daddy, in that I also grew up in a very, like I was telling earlier, I don't know if it was on the show or, or not, but there was m either white people some Asian and that was it. And so that tends to be what you are drawn to at the time. Also, if I was looking at porn when I was growing up or magazines is what I was first introduced to Honcho and all these yeah. magazines. But, um, but many of the early magazines were featured only white guys. Yeah, and exactly. that was what I was attracted to. And it took later on in life college and experience and travel all the things that we've talked about on the show today that really expanded my mind to really see representation and, and people that look like me and i've changed who i've been attracted to and it's been a really interesting process i've gone through the whole spectrum of what i've been interested in and now at 51 i can kind of just take sit back and be like who's this person now because i know cultures now yeah. and it's very interesting to see who i'm attracted to now we got another comment too by xavier who's watching us live on a wednesday night who says for sure i'm in my 30s and more interested in older guys now love that and i would attest to the same thing when i was younger too i was older that's were you, Cody, when you were in your younger years, attracted to older, like Xavier said? I was attracted to, when I was in my, when I first came out, rarely I was attracted to older guys. I was more attracted to guys that were of my age, like, and just in college with me and things of that nature. That's when I was coming out and we would go to the clubs and, and just be silly and young together. And it was so much fun. So yeah, mainly it was younger guys, but as I got younger or your age, uh, yeah, my age. Yes. Yeah. So me 18, too. 19. Yeah. Yeah. I was too. And there's something to be said about the camaraderie that you have with your, you're both coming out. I had yeah. that same experience. You're excited. You're going to the new spaces. There is something to be said about somebody that's older than you because mm -hmm. they can teach you those things, particularly sexually. Sometimes it can go awry, though, as well, yeah. which I've had those experiences, too, where people preying on me. Yep. Not you don't want to get this, taken advantage of. Not this of. episode. Don't want to get into all that. But just 
you have to be careful when you, but when you do meet somebody that really is kind of taking you under your wing, both mm-hmm. from a LGBTQ status and then on top of that, a sexual adventure way, that can be exciting as well. What are else people saying? James is saying that he grew up in a small farming town in Kansas. He never saw anyone of color. He had one friend who was Mexican and the rest were white. So it wow. seems to be uh, a, a through line that everybody is having that a lot of people are saying the same thing. And he says he thinks that w- that's what made him want to be around others who are different than him. Uh, he just had a very whitewashed life. Got it. And daddy says he was he is white, Cuban, and Jewish. So there was definitely no one like him in in his school or town. White, Cuban, and Jewish. Worth stating. I love that. Nice. Rice, on the other hand, says he loved every race growing up. No one wanted him because he was black. And I definitely can uh, uh, I can empathize with that because I went through the same thing pretty much because I, f- I felt like nobody really wanted to to check for me because I was a, a black man. So Really? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I went through a, a lot back in the day when I was younger. I feel like it really, because like you said, in Hancho, in all of the magazines that were out, it was predominantly white men. And that is who was held as the gold standard as far as the gay community was concerned. So it really it really did a, a number on my self-esteem and my self-worth. So yeah, but I've, I've, I've done a lot of work, so. <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, so many, yeah. that's when, you know, there's, we talked about this before in the show where mm-hmm. there is an article that I can't remember what article I'm referencing right now, but essentially I think about it all the time and I should mm-hmm. have probably kept it, but it had to do with the fact that us as, I'm just going to talk for gay men in general, Yeah, gay men LGBT for sure, but gay men in particular, I'm going to speak for myself, are a relatively young community where we don't, where many of us for so many up until more recently have had to deny and who we really are. Mm -hmm. No examples. And when you factor that in into a historical base, there we are a very immature I don't want to use the word race, but community of people Mm -hmm. that when you factor that in, it's no wonder that we have, we come out later in life. We are having second wins at 40 and 50 years old. Yeah. That we are a very young community that when given the chance that didn't have, don't have a lot in our court that, we are essentially having to, you know, wing it here in many ways yeah. because there's not and, a lot of examples. And so it's no wonder that psychologically we are dealing with many things. So when people say mm-hmm. they come out later in life, be sensitive to them. Be That's right. Have compassion for those that are barely experiencing relationships, new, old, sex, new, old. These are all new things that there isn't a lot of historical basis to base it on, like our heteronorm. And I think we need to be sensitive to that. And we're realizing that more and more as we go on. 
I agree. And I, and it, it uh, something else that kind of really helps me grapple with this is that, uh, we all have to learn that lesson. We all have to learn so many lessons and we may have to learn them multiple times. So my self-worth and who I am as a person and my self-confidence, I might know that one day, but the very next day it could be at, at risk and I have to relearn the lessons that I learned. So it just be kind to yourself also and be kind to other people. And hearing other people's stories. Yeah. Like we will read some right now only helps to reinforce what you're going through or give credence to your story. But the more we can tell our stories, I think, the more we are, have more compassion for, towards each other, I think. Amen. Correct? Yes, yeah. sir. All right. Um, what are people saying? I see some comments here. James says, oh, Bryce, I'm so sorry to, to you had to live that. I was taught to keep away from anyone of color, and it pains me that I was taught that. I don't want kids because of how I was raised. I go out of that town and now live in Chicago. Oh, he got out of that town, and now he lives in Chicago. So he's sending you love. Thank you, James. That's so beautiful. And Daddy says, I unfortunately didn't get to come out. My uncle outed me to my parents when he was 18. Wow. There you go. So we our story, that's my whole point, is that Many of our LGBT stories are ripped from normal, what you would quote unquote, I'm using air quotes, listeners, mm-hmm. of a normal storyline of development, uh, irrespective of sexuality. Yes. And so when you don't have that, you know, we've got to make it up in pieces as we go. And we're seeing those fragments layered in our recent history. And when you, and it's just interesting to me that I would love to keep tapping into. I would love that too. And it really, honestly, and this is going to be my final word, like I'm going to stop talking after this, Uh, but it really, it, it dawned on me that a lot of our elders were lost back in during the AIDS epidemic. So that's, that's another reason that we don't have uh, uh, people to look up to. And, and that's why uh, our, the gay community is probably at a place where you, that you described earlier. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We'll continue this conversation. Cause I think it's a, we just tapped into it. Oh, it's, yeah. We, we like tapped, scratched the surface. <laughs> we scratched the surface. We've talked about it before. I will continue to. James Hart says, I'm so happy we all get to listen to this podcast and I get to hear all this. Sending love to everyone here. Come back again and share your stories. Thank you, James. We love you. Oh, You're one of our favorite people in Chicago that has been supporting us since our clubhouse days as well. Thank you so much. Yeah, We're live every week here, Wednesday nights on vocal platform. You know, before we get to our favorite segment, one thing that people are warning is for the love of gay Christmas, (laughs) you know, you know, the gays love their Halloween. Not me. I'm, I'm an anomaly. (laughs) But for the love I, of gay Christmas. I had a whole procedure. Do, yeah, okay. Do not be Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween. Just yes. don't be Jeffrey Dahmer. The families of Dahmer victims are still alive and they want to celebrate Halloween too. And 
I let me just say this, Cody. I loved. I watched the entire series the mm-hmm. Ryan Murphy produced. I was sad to learn that they didn't tell the victims' families of it. But oh, wow. my response to it was, I don't know that every production needs to then go to every victim over mm-hmm. the years. My whole response that I told you offline was, it was a well-produced show. There may have been 23 other Dahmer series out there in the Uh past i didn't watch them i didn't know much about it it took ryan murphy to produce this one because i'm a fan of much of his work and to watch it and for me to learn about Dahmer, but it wasn't really all about Dahmer. the focus was about the victims Mm -hmm. so this is why I I cried on every episode because it was so oh, wow. tragic for the victims and they gave a voice to those people. So I think they did a great job by this okay. last Netflix series. I still think do not go dressed up. We I had a friend. I had a friend that wanted to that told me he wanted to go to his company party, which they had to dress up. And he was going to be Dahmer because he was kind of obsessed with the whole series. And his boss said, absolutely not. You cannot. Smart boss. And I thought it was a smart boss, too. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You you describing it kind of won me over. I understand both sides of the conversation going on here. But both sides can agree nobody should be dressing up as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween. (laughs) <laughs> thank you very much yeah final word cody maurice told yet <laughs> and <laughs> lastly our favorite segment is thirst trap produced by straight up gay porn thirst trap recap where they ask this week which of these 15 gay porn stars took the best photo or video there's a corn cob in there too interesting <laughs> <laughs> no, that made it. But you know, I just oh had to jump. God, it's Halloween. That's how. It, oh, is that, oh, I'm so not a Halloween person. Okay. When's Halloween over, Cody? <laughs> couple got a couple weeks. Never. We're gonna watch Nightmare Before Christmas at your house. No, you, you know the interesting thing about it is I am so into the movies, and I'm gonna go watch oh. a movie called Smile. Which looks so good. That movie looks so good. And no, and uh, I'm watching Mario Cantone on TCM every I, Monday night with his creepy movie. No, I love all the movie stuff. Um, okay. So I am kind of into it. But all right. Let me just say oh. my my pick goes to the first one picture of the 15, Jacob Acosta. Why? It doesn't hurt that he was Jacob and Harley, his boyfriend, oh. came on our show that they graced our Tags Live performance. But Jacob has one of the thickest, beautiful cocks ever in my mind. And he's showing it in this picture. And I'm here for it. And he is taking a selfie in his bathroom with a crop top, which I'm not a big fan of crop tops, but he's doing it. And he's got the abs, but the dick of death. And dick of death because it's Halloween. That's what I got for you. (laughs) That's all I got. 
Beautiful. I thought I recognized that penis. I had to get on my knees to make sure that Jacob and Harley were on our show. <laughs> so my vote goes to, it's close to the end. It might even be the last one. It goes to Travis Stevens. The picture is just gorgeous. He's laying on a bed and the camera is near his leg. But uh, the first thing in, in the shot is his cock. And oh. it's, his arms are out. Travis Stevens, I'm there right now. And oh, it's, his eyes are it's artistic. It's the, so beautiful. Is that right? real cum though? You, I. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't Come matter. On, it... I was getting to that part. Okay. okay. <laughs> his eyes are closed in ecstasy, and you can see why because he's covered in cum. It's, it's a chest. little too strategically placed. <laughs> But it doesn't look like silly string. Remember that? <laughs> I almost pulled my headset out. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's even a little bit dripping for his, from his penis. So I think it is real calm. So, okay. But this picture is an absolute work of art. And it made me want to go check him out. The kids are saying <laughs> Sam Ledger because of that ass. Uh, says Daddy234. Sam Ledger? Is that... Okay, never mind. I'm just not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I don't know. Xavier agrees with me. He wants to. He wants to clean up on aisle. Travis Stevens. He volunteers, and Lucas Diaz says James Hart because those tattoos. And he was my number two, but I thought you were going to pick him, and I don't want to pick the same one as you. Just, just, <laughs> <laughs> I went for a tried and true, who's been a guest on our show. Yes. He's Has anyone perfect. seen Cody's oh IG? Oh my god, I wasn't gonna read that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Perfect segue. I you can always me. follow a thirsty Cody, my co-host, and you, he might end up on our straight up gay porns list someday. Follow him at oh, Mr. Really? Mor- Mr. <laughs> Maurice, Mr. Maurice on IG. Yes, James, I agree. Or he's a life coach at KMD Coaching. You can follow us at Tags Podcast or follow me at I am underscore Steve V. I am underscore Steve V. Follow us at tagspodcast.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. If you're so inclined, give us a nice review. It helps the show along the way. And we really appreciate you all tuning in tonight live, as well as tuning in as always. Anyways, um, thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah. In the meantime, continue having hot gay sex. Yes.